0: You are listening to Amplify Your Success Podcast, episode 240. And today, let's talk about how to build your business using the expert profit formula. You're ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who wanna shatter their limits and achieve that next level You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get Amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson, Authority Amplifier for expert-based business owners. And today, we're going to talk about how to build your business as an expert. And I've invited a friend of mine who is just killing it in his speaking business, his marketing, His presence, his visibility, his authority, all of it is really working. So I want him to share with you what he's doing that's making it work so well. And one of the things that our guest today is a pro at is he's really understood the positioning and how to create irresistible offers that are based on his business superpower. It's one of the pillars in the eight steps to becoming a highly paid authority. Now, if you want to get a jump start on how to turn the tables on your expertise and become a go to expert and banish those invisibility blues, then head over right now to authorityamplifiers.com and download my eight step guide, and I'll give you a roadmap to becoming the best go-to person in your marketplace. Now, let's tune in to my guest today because he's also got some crazy cool advice I can't wait to share with you. Hey there, Amplifiers. It's your host, Melanie Benson, with uh, just somebody I'm so excited to introduce you to today. Let me introduce David Newman. Now, David Newman, CSP, is a member of the National Speakers Association. Million Dollar Speakers Group. He's the author of the business bestsellers, Do It Marketing and Do It Speaking, 77 Instant Action Ideas to Market, Monetize, and Maximize Your Expertise. David is also the creator of the Expert Profit Formula Mentoring Program, where he helps thought leaders market their smarts and make a bigger dent in the universe. David, I'm so excited to talk with you today.
1: Melanie, it's great to be here.
0: Well, uh, you know, from one expert to the other, I'm always excited when we get to talk about how to make more profit in our business, but it's such an elusive concept for so many people and uh, certainly not something that's easy to attain. I'm sure that uh, you would agree with that.
1: Well, you know, it's funny. um, I want to just rant on that for a quick second. If you and I were opening a restaurant or a yarn store or any other kind of business Other than a thought leadership business, consulting, coaching—you know—business selling our expertise. When a restaurant opens on day one, they expect to make money. On day two, they expect to make money. No one says, "Well, I'm new in the restaurant business. I guess it's okay if we don't sell anything today. I guess it's okay if we don't sell anything this week. I guess it's okay if no one comes into the restaurant this month." After one or two days of no sales, they would be losing their minds. They'd be like, oh my God, what happened? Did our our website break? Is our sign out front dark? You know, where are all the people? For some reason, in the expert business that you and I are in, people think it's okay not to make sales and not to make money. Now, I know that you teach and preach that that's craziness. I teach and preach that that's craziness, but we are fighting an uphill battle, my friend.
0: Yeah. Oh my gosh. And what a time to become aware of this when we just went through the pandemic and all these poor restaurants that closed, right? <laughs> because they weren't making yes. any money. And yet you're right. Somehow the people who have these consulting, coaching, training, product businesses, they can seemingly go forever without making money. And it's, it isn't, I think it's an epidemic actually. I think it's a big problem we have to face.
1: Well, and you know, what I tell people is that It's okay to have a $0 day. I mean, one of our mantras is you want to put fresh targets on your radar daily. It's okay if you have a $0 day. It's okay if you have a $0 week. Believe it or not, Melanie, I even think it's okay if you have a $0 month, because sometimes that happens. It even happens to me, and we're running a seven-figure plus, plus, plus business. What's not okay is being okay with it. What's not okay is saying, well... I guess that's how it's supposed to work. So if we have a $0 day or God forbid, a $0 week, we get into massive intelligent action. We say, okay, something's not working. Something's not connecting. Some piece of this is broken. We got to fix it. We got to pivot it. We got to innovate it. We got to listen to our customers more closely. We got to figure out what they want to buy so that we can help them and so that we can monetize our expertise. We don't sit on our hands and go, entrepreneurship is hard. Melanie, you know, being in business for yourself, I don't know if you know this, this can be hard. And we don't complain and we don't whine. We get into massive intelligent action. There's too many people being okay with doing okay. And there's too many people being okay with a $0 sales day or sales week or sales month. The moment that they stop being okay with it, things will start to change
0: preach my friend preach <laughs> i mean you are it's like i'm in business 21 years this year it's definitely had some lean months at times i don't think there was ever a month I, where i made zero but we don't want to be okay with it because that's complacency and that's exactly. not it's not going to lift the industry up as a whole if we're making that the norm so right, let's dig into this first of all let's just get a little context um, you've been on a professional journey for quite some time, like I have. Um, tell us a little bit about how you got where you are today, where you're able to have this kind of expertise that you bring to your clients.
1: Sure. Well, you know, it's funny. I started my, I had a 10-year corporate career before going out as an entrepreneur. So I was on the inside, as they say, it sounds like we're in prison but uh, on the inside, I was a corporate consultant and a corporate trainer working for some big management consulting and some big technology companies. Started out my business in January of 2002, made every mistake in the book. I mean, I made the good ones twice. I fell into every manhole cover, hit every brick wall, hit every dead end. I had no niche. I had no target market. I had no specialization. Melanie, I was in the business of any project, anywhere, anytime, for any fee. And I can tell you from firsthand experience, that is not a recipe for success. So it took me about three years, literally three years from 2002 to 2005 to get my head screwed on straight. Then I finally started realizing, well, wait a minute. I need to become more of a specialist and less of a generalist. I need to be more proactive with my sales and less reactive with my sales. And I need to start figuring out some revenue acceleration strategies and, uh, as as you say, some amplifiers in my business. Otherwise, I'm just going to be in the trading hours for dollars business. And when I started doing that, it was about two or three years. And by the way, I hired coaches. I hired mentors. I invested Uh, This is one of the big, big things that I regret. The first three, four years of my business, I wasn't willing to part with a dime. I I shudder to think now because we invest a lot of money in coaching and consulting and smart mentors like you, Melanie, people that can really light the path, shorten the path and accelerate the speed that we get to an outcome that we already know that we want. When I, wa- when I was you know, on my own, trying to figure this out, lost in the wilderness, I wasn't willing to spend a dime. And that held me back in such significant ways. So anyway, now that we finally figured this out, we started doing some one-on-one coaching. We started doing some training and uh, mentoring programs. We then started to systematize that with online courses. We then started to put some fuel on the fire with some pay-per-click advertising back in 2014 we then started doing some evergreen marketing we hired a fantastic team and i turn around now and there's nine people that work here and people say wow you've got a team of nine people that's amazing i turn around and i'm like i have no idea where they came from they all came one at a time and they're all awesome and they're all amazing but no one does anything great alone so whether that is you looking to hire a fantastic mentor whether that is you looking to hire your first part-time va to take some of the menial tasks and some of the grunt work off your plate, I'm telling you, my friends, if you don't invest, you will never get ahead.
0: I love that you brought that up. I, I, I'm getting a video ready to to deliver on that meth- message right now, because <laughs> there's a, there's the free economy that is like I think contributing to this lack of profits. Uh, You know, let's talk about your background in marketing, and I know you've brought so much of that into your books, both of them, fantastic books, but um, what do you think are some of the insights from those books that someone might be surprised about marketing?
1: Thank you for that kind compliment, by the way. Uh, One of the surprising things is you can actually do less marketing and get better results. I think one thing that a lot of, I don't know, you teach this and preach this a lot. I end up teaching and preaching this a lot. Everyone is in this vortex of conflicted advice when it comes to marketing. And we think that we have to do everything. We have to be blogging and tweeting and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and challenges and webinars and videos and live streams that the people that are exhausting themselves with a hundred different marketing jobs a, you're never gonna get good at any of them. And B, people don't know what you stand for. They don't know where to expect you to show up. And this whole concept of you gotta be everywhere all the time. That is the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Now, I will tell you that sometimes people say to me, David, man, I see you everywhere, dude, you're in my email inbox, you're in my Facebook feed. i'm I'm getting this on video, and I'm and I say, well, I'm not everywhere. I am everywhere that you are, and it's the old Visa commercial about everywhere you want to be. So I am, I am everywhere in a very narrow, very specific pond, right? I can't afford to market to everyone. I can't afford to serve everyone, and neither can you. So the more specific we can be, the more targeted we can be, the less marketing exhaustion you need to put yourself through. You know you can send an email you can put out a facebook ad you can have a youtube channel if everything is integrated and if you're fishing where the fish are meaning your specific fish right not all the fish but your specific fish you will literally do less marketing and you can double or triple your business in the next three to six months because you've turned off the marketing monkey work and the vortex of conflicted advice and you're only doing marketing that is going to stick and that is going to work.
0: Mm, God, that's great advice. And I, I think people would definitely find that uh, not the common advice to be specific. And I love that that line of, I'm not everywhere, I'm where everywhere you are, because that's a big distinction. Right. And so what are you finding is the best place for you to be focused in your marketing efforts these days?
1: Well, you know, there's a couple of things. I think, you know, everyone is really exhausting themselves with content and I don't think content is where it is right now. I think what has replaced content is conversation, conversation and community. The more you can build a community around your expertise, don't just cram people's throats down with content. Content now is a commodity. So here's a news flash for everyone. And you're hearing it right here on Melanie's show. The world does not need more content from you. Got bad news. World does not need more content from me either. There is a glut of content. Uh, Content is now commoditized. You know what's not commoditized? Conversation, two-way conversation. What I say in my Do It Marketing book is if you don't like the word marketing, scratch the word marketing, replace it with four new words, offer value invite engagement invite engagement means invite conversation when you start to invite conversation and that could be very simple that could be comment on the blog hey reply to this email that could be interaction on a facebook live that could be something that you're putting out there by way of a survey or some sort of two way communication with your audience and then you take that two way communication and you make it five way and 12 way and 17 way by building a community around that conversation so that you humanize humanize yourself with your prospects and make yourself more accessible. This is so funny because of course, we're living in a world where we can have thousands of email subscribers and thousands of YouTube subscribers and you know, hundreds of people are on every webinar. That is one way. That is one way communication that has been commoditized. When people feel heard, when they feel part of something, when they feel a sense of belonging, when they feel that, you know what? I just love Melanie Benson because Melanie gets me. Melanie understands me. Melanie's talking to me and I'm talking to Melanie. That's why your business is taken off like a rocket ship because you are in conversation with your community. And we need to do that at every possible opportunity.
0: I love that. I love those four words that replace the concept of marketing. If you don't like marketing either, it's brilliant.
1: Yeah. Offer value, invite engagement.
0: True. Uh, So I would imagine that you're witnessing a lot of people kind of doing this all bass backwards, if you will, or making some big mistakes that are kind of getting in the way of that profit. Like, what do you see... What if like, if somebody's listening into this and you're like, okay, David, that makes a lot of sense, but it's still not working for me, or I don't know how to get there. What, what do you think they're doing wrong?
1: Well, a lot of people do the first half of that forward phrase offer value, and they never invite engagement. They never invite the conversation. So here's what that sounds like. People will say to you, Melanie, Melanie, I've been blogging every week for the last seven years, and it hasn't done a gosh darn thing for my business. Or Melanie, I send an email every week or every two weeks, and I've never got a shred of business from any of those emails. And it's like, well, let me look at the email. Let me look at your blogs. Let me look at your social media posts. Oh, great content, great ideas. No conversation, no engagement, no invitation to connect or take the next step. And when I say take the next step, please don't misunderstand. It's not buy my stuff, buy my stuff, buy my stuff. So what's an example of invite engagement? And the blog post with what do you think? Or a, a really simple baby micro engagement is like comment, share, subscribe, download. All of these things are little micro commitments that invite people to engage with you. And then when you're doing some other strategies like a Facebook live stream or you're doing a webinar or you're you know you're posting content Make sure that there is always a conversation after the content is posted. So, this is something where people feel, you know, I'm on and people are tuning in to listen to me. They are not tuning in to listen to you. They are tuning in to respond to you. And if there's no opportunity to respond to you, there's no opportunity to buy from you. Think about that. If there's no opportunity to respond to you, there is absolutely not going to be an opportunity that they're going to want to take to buy from you. So the very first sale is a response, a non-financial response. Like comment, share, download, tweet, retweet, subscribe, whatever it is. If you're not making those micro offers, if you're not having a two-way conversation, if you're not replying to every single email. So so people will send an email And say hey hit reply and let me know what you think and you get 10 20 50 75 replies uh if you don't reply to each and every one of those people they know that you were faking it they know that you weren't serious i will send an email saying hey hit reply and let me know what you think and i will literally get between 30 and 50 replies every single time i do that i personally reply to each one of those people because i want to have a conversation with them So it's not fake engagement. It is real engagement. When I bring people on camera for a Facebook Live, we have a conversation. It is not what David thinks. It's not David preaching from on high. It is a collaborative conversation with the community and whoever wants to raise their hand I am happy to bring them up onto the virtual stage on my Facebook Live and have a conversation with them. People go, I can't believe you bring like the strangers onto your Facebook Lives. I said, well, they're not strangers. First of all, they're, they're either fans or subscribers or, or someone and they're my future clients. So please don't be surprised that I bring them on camera during a Facebook Live stream. These are my future, this is my community. Of course, I'm gonna be loving on my community. We don't do enough of that.
0: You know, I was thinking about what you're saying right here. And a lot of people, they tell me that their podcasts aren't working for them. Like they've been podcasting for two years and they've never made a dime or they've never gotten a client. And I'm thinking this is a big part of why is those podcasts are another example of a one-way communication. And they really haven't mastered the art of engaging people in conversation around it. So that's brilliant. And I could see so many places where this is playing out for different expert uh, people, you know, people building a business around their expertise, thought leaders, all of that. Uh, You know, if there is one place that you wish that people like us who are building a business around their expertise, what is that one thing you wish they would learn to master? Outreach. We
1: are so, so deathly afraid of outreach.
0: When you, especially
1: once you've had this mantra and this philosophy, and these people are no longer strangers. Why we're not doing simple, non-pushy, non-weird, non-salesy outreach and inviting people to a next-level conversation about how you can help them? Now, the problem with this, of course, is all of our internet marketing friends, and of course, you know, you and I are both pretty savvy internet marketers. So no, no disrespect to the to the method, but people have really screwed this up. They've screwed this up by calling it uh, a strategy session. I got to get you on a strategy session. You know, Let's do a free coaching call. And people can smell the desperation and they can smell the sales pitch coming. So instead of inviting people to a strategy call or a discovery call or a free coaching session, why don't you simply invite them to a conversation? Why don't you simply invite them to a virtual coffee? Hey, you know what? Let's grab 20 minutes on Zoom and have a virtual coffee. I think I have some ideas that might be helpful to you. And then depending how that conversation goes, the way you can wrap up that conversation is, oh, well, Melanie, this has been really great. And you know, based on what you shared with me, I think there may be two or three ways that I might be formally helpful to you. Uh, would you like to find out what those are? Or you know, this is an area where, where we do a lot of great work with our clients. Would you like to have a separate conversation about what becoming a client might look like? And it's, it's a bold, clear, honest, open question. Think about it this way. Imagine if you just had a, a beautiful dinner at a restaurant and the waiter comes up to you and says, would you like coffee? Would you like dessert? You would not throw your fork down and be massively offended. I can't believe you asked that question it's a natural extension of what's come before. So if you and I are having a fantastic conversation about your business, i might say, well, melanie, this has been so fantastic. You know, based on what you shared with me, i think there may be a couple different ways i could be more formally helpful to you. Would you like to set up a separate call to find out what those might look like? And you can say yes to me, and you can say no to me, and you can say well, not right now, david, i got some things happening, you know, let's check in next month. All of those answers are good. Would you like coffee? Would you like dessert? There is no wrong answer. No, thank you. I will have a cup of coffee. I will have coffee and dessert. I will have just the dessert and no coffee. These are all good answers. But somehow we managed to catastrophize these. Oh, my God, I can't invite them to a conversation. Sure you can. So as long as you're clear on what the first conversation is, friendly coffee chat, second conversation, Would you like to find out how you might want to become a client? Would you like to find out some ways that I can be more formally helpful to you? This is not a catastrophe. This is being helpful. This is being useful. This is inviting people to a conversation about how you can help them.
0: I'm thinking of so many people over the years who've told me how uncomfortable that makes them. And you just made it feel so much easier and I'm wondering, like in your personal opinion, David, does this fall into a personality trade? Is it a belief issue? Uh, what do you think gets stuck for people in really like just making that invitation?
1: I don't think it's a well, great question, by the way. I don't think it's a personality issue. I think it's a phobia. I think mm-hmm. it's some kind of fear of rejection, fear of, you know, uh, there's a great book, it's old, old negotiating book called Yes Lives in the Land of No. And I will just tell everyone listening in right now, my friends, you wouldn't even have to read the book because the title is so filled with wisdom. Yes Lives in the Land of No. If you want more yeses, you have to be willing to risk a few no's along the way. Uh, When we don't ask, we don't get. One of the things that I always tell my clients over and over and over again, it's a simple mantra. It works with personal relationships, business relationships, everything. The way to vastly increase the number of times that you get what you want is to ask. If you don't ask, you don't get.
0: Yeah, well said. Well said. I know a lot of people um, get stuck on that, so I was really curious what where you see that. And I agree. I think it's a fear, uh, and I think there's some belief stuff around it as well. Yeah. So, so we've mass. So we 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 understand we need to be more engaged. There's uh, so much opportunity when we deepen that connection and conversation, and it's not just a one-way marketing transmission, if you will. We, we're looking at this clarity that we need to master the outreach and you know get confident with inviting people into the conversation of how you can help them solve their problems. You know, you're we're talking today about the expert profit formula. Is there anything else that we should know? as experts, as people who have a service or a product or an offering that would really help us become more profitable?
1: Yes, 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 yes. So I mean, part of the expert profit formula is number one, clarity right? Clarity, messaging, making some of these foundational decisions. What problems do you solve? What people do you serve? Mastering the outreach conversation, understanding that everything is about building a conversation and then building a community around these conversations that you're sparking around your expertise. So all of these building blocks and all of these levers, if you will, if you master them, if you master a few, you will do better if you master most of them or all of them, I think your business can be totally transformed. Uh, But I think, I do think there is one more piece to the expert profit formula buffet, which is action. Action, action eliminates fear. So a lot of people are thinking about, well, should I build a program around this? Should I build an online course? Should my coaching program be in this direction or in that direction? And they're thinking, that by analyzing the situation in their heads, sitting in their office, one day the clouds will part and they will get clarity. You will never get clarity sitting by yourself in isolation in your office. So what do I mean by action eliminates fear? Action eliminates fear because when you get into action, you start having conversations with people, you start to validate what you're offering. You start to collect data. So when you have a conversation, the result of a conversation is a data point or multiple data points. Once you start to gather the data, then you can make bigger, better decisions, not based on guessing, not based on hoping, not based on fear or pessimism or optimism or hope or anything else, but based on actual data. So the worst thing that we can do is the opposite of action, which is hesitation. Hesitation, analysis paralysis, call it what you want. You will never get actionable data by sitting alone in your office, staring at the computer screen, saying, oh my goodness, what should I do? The only way to find out, oh my goodness, what should I do? What should I offer? What should I say? What should I send? What should my program be? What's the next level program that I should be creating is to get into action. Take a minimum viable baby step. Have some conversations with people, collect the data points, then you'll get a clearer idea of what your next step should be. So you don't need to see the top of the staircase to take the first few steps. People that wait until the entire stairway is illuminated are always gonna get left behind. We are in a game of iteration. Entrepreneurship, especially in our business of trusted advisor thought leadership, is always an iteration game, right? We get some data, we modify, we test, we get more data, we modify, we test, we improve, we validate, we benchmark, we sell, right? Here's, here's by the way, people go, I'm not sure if my program is going to sell. You know what I tell them? Go out and get three paying clients. If you can get three paying clients, I will tell you that program is going to sell. If you cannot get three paying clients, we have some other problems that we need to fix. So this is what I mean about action eliminates fear. No matter what your decision is, it could be about strategy, it could be about financial, it could be about customers, it could be about your buyer persona, it could be about your offers. Please get into action and that will unlock the profits in your business faster than anything else. Hesitation is death.
0: So true. So true. Yeah. Because, like you said, the, the action is going to give you information. And I don't know if you found this, David, but like I can plan to my heart's content. There's about 20%. I can never figure it out until I'm into the middle of it. And, I, you know, somewhere along the line, I start calling it the 80% plan. It's like you got to start getting it into motion to figure out how the whole thing's going to work.
1: Exactly. Exactly right.
0: So I know you have this great manifesto, and I would love it if you would share it with our audience, because I think it's such a great way for people to kind of pull all these pieces together we've been talking about today. Would you mind sharing with them what it is and how they can get it?
1: Absolutely. So it's called the Do It Marketing Manifesto, and it's actually a perfect companion to this episode because it's one-third marketing, one-third sales, and one-third revenue acceleration mindset. And folks can grab it at doitmarketing.com slash manifesto. It's got lists, it's got it's got thought-provoking questions, it's got some self-assessment in there. Uh, it's nicely designed, it's big, bold, it's fun to go through. And again, it's at doitmarketing.com slash manifesto.
0: Brilliant. You know, David, I always like to Uh, kind of get a little bit personal as we wrap up, because uh, what you've shared is so brilliant. I know it's going to put some light bulbs on for a lot of our Amplify community, but I think it's always helpful if people understand what's worked for you, like really like dialing in what the experts, what the gurus, the the people that we follow are doing right. I'm a big believer that sometimes we got to take big, bold action to shake things up. Has there been a time where you had to do something scary big to be able to shift the paradigm you're in or like really up your game to get where you are today?
1: Well, thanks to the pandemic, I have a new answer to this because between <laughs> you know and I'm sure people have a lot of great pandemic pivot stories uh we had a one hundred thousand dollar a month business go down to zero in March of 2020. And between March of 2020 and June of 2020, we completely retooled absolutely every program, every piece of marketing, uh, every coaching program, every mentoring program that we had. And we rebooted everything. We got it back to six figures a month. And by the end of 2020, uh, we had a banner year, breakthrough year, revenue-wise, even though our business was completely wiped out. And I mean like wiped out uh, in March. And we just rebuilt and reconfigured and re-strategized. And uh, we listened to the marketplace. So the lesson, if anything, is stop focusing on what you want to sell and really focus, double down on what your prospects want and need to buy.
0: Mm -hmm. Congratulations, by the way, because I know that probably took a lot of work and uh, not an easy feat to retool everything, but well done. Big high fives to you.
1: Thank you, thank you.
0: And the last question I want to ask you is, if there's one piece of wisdom you know now that you wish you would have known in the first year of your business, what would it be?
1: Uh, Mentoring pays, it does not cost. Uh, The more you invest with the right mentor at the right stage, underline the right stage of your business, uh, it will leapfrog you miles and miles ahead. No one does anything great alone. Uh, Melanie didn't, I didn't, uh, none of our clients do, none of my friends. If you say, what was the pivotal thing? It was a mentor, it was a coach, it was some some teacher that they had that they could stand on the shoulders of and say, okay, now I know what to do. Now I can see the future that I want. So I just wish in my first year I had invested more in mentoring.
0: I love that you said that. I think it is a huge paradigm shifter to recognize that uh, investing in your mentors, when you're investing in the right mentor, like you said, for your stage, you're going to leap forward. And I see people hold themselves back out of a fear of, will it work for me? Instead of like, this is how we get there. (laughs) So I think the more we share that message with people, the more confidence it gives them like, oh yeah, this is this is a powerful thing to do. And I highly recommend as you're listening into this, uh, get David's manifesto. If he's doing a webinar or a masterclass or trainings, jump on it. He is such a master at this marketing and sales. And I've learned a lot from him as we've uh, become fr- more friends over the last few years. Again, doitmarketing.com forward slash manifesto. David, thank you so much for joining us today and sharing uh, your great tips and insights.
1: Melanie, so great to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com. And I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market.